Critical thinking is the most important skill you can have when you're living in a world that seems to have lost its mind. Everyone out there is trying to tell you what to think. I want to teach you how to think. In every episode, I'm exposing the logical fallacies being used by advertisers, politicians, influencers, news outlets, social media memes, and maybe even your own best friend. Warning, listening to this podcast will cause you to see bad thinking everywhere. Welcome to the Filter Through a Brain Cell podcast. Hey guys, I am your host, Kathy Gibbons, and today I'm going to talk about how did we get here and how do we fix it, right? How do we get to the place where these critical thinking skills are not being taught to us anymore, that we don't know them, and so we're constantly being fooled by them, right? You may be wondering, why am I just now learning about these things? Why wasn't I taught any of these skills in school of how to think? Why doesn't our society as a whole know this? And it's a really great question. And there's a very real answer. Our education system got hijacked. Now, before I go into this, I need you to check in with yourself. (laughs) Did you instantly put up some emotional or mental barriers because you think I'm going to criticize schools and teachers? Why did you do that? Is it possible you have a cognitive bias that keeps you from hearing new information? I promise you, I am not against schools and teachers, not at all. But this is where we first need to look in order to understand more about how we ended up with a society who doesn't have these skills of logical thinking. Okay, so I'm going to start with a story. And this story is going to explain to you about why our education system now values compliance and teaching people what to think more than more highly than teaching them how to think. And the reason they do this is because people who know how to think are much harder to control than people who don't know how to think for themselves. And in fact, the whole system was designed to produce a population who's easier to control. Don't write this off as conspiracy theory. I promise you, this is not conspiracy theory. You could go look this up in any library. Um, You could go back and research this history, and it's true. So let me tell you the fascinating yet little-known history lesson of exactly how and when our education system got hijacked. Okay, so it all starts back with, go back with me in time, (laughs) Over over 200 years ago in 1806, the tiny little North German state of Prussia, this is where it all began, all begins, the little German state of Prussia was a very successful, world-famous military dictatorship, and it had built an economy around war, and they would actually rent their soldiers to other nations who were having, who were in, at war, including, incidentally, both sides in the, of the American Revolution, which I think is fascinating. So Prussia's armies were very highly professionalized, um, and in Prussia, All human behavior was under the control of their authorities. Prussia despised the concept of free will, um, didn't think that free citizens should be able to think for themselves because of this reason, because free will makes for bad soldiers. And they needed to keep this, uh, you know, their war machine essentially going, they needed soldiers who could live up to their standard of supreme military excellence. And they needed to have supreme discipline. Now, what happened is over time, discipline among the soldiers began to decline. In 1806, 
Napoleon defeated Prussia in a catastrophic battle, provoking hysteria, right? Now all of Prussia's elite were panicking and it was almost a near collapse of their high military reputation. So what were they going to do, right? Because if, if, if they were losing now and they were not the winning machine that they used to be, who's going to want to rent their, uh, rent their armies out? And now they're facing losing a whole bunch of money. So the Prussian king and the generals decided that the reason that they started losing were because the common soldiers were starting to think for themselves and they were starting to decide which orders they should follow and which they, which commanders that they should obey and which orders they shouldn't follow, right? So they were starting to think for themselves rather than just obey orders. It was a lack of discipline. So they decided, okay, a new system has to be reconstructed. We have to do something to end the free will among the young soldiers who are coming into the army. So the scholars of Prussia, they got together, they were ordered to invent a scheme to end any possibility of disobedience among the young and the new common classes, because that's, that's who was feeding the common, the commoners, so to speak, of Prussia, is who were feeding the army when um, the men got to a certain age. So what they came up with was the very first system in world history for universal institutionalized compulsory schooling as uh, being run by the state. So basically they came up with the first, what we would call now public schools, right? We have public schools. They're the first ones who came up with it. So by the first two decades in the 19th century, word of this unique school institution and all the advantages that it had for kings, for generals, for bosses, and for managers spread very, very quickly to every corner of the world, including to America, and plans were made everywhere by every important nation on earth to imitate Prussia. In fact, Prussian obedient schooling became the world standard for official education. Isn't that fascinating, you guys? So what the whole goal was to make thoughtless, automatic obedience the endpoint of education because they needed to have soldiers and workers who would just obey and not think for themselves because they would be able to serve every kind of authority, right? Whether it be um, workers at a factory or whether it be people in the military, they needed people who could just follow instructions. So what that required is that students not be taught how to think independently and that they give up critical thinking as we know critical thinking today. In fact, they were, students were to be psychologically conditioned for blind obedience. That is what they needed. And so what happened for here in the United States, Horace Mann in the mid 19th century, he went to Prussia, he learned this and brought it back here to America. And it started in Massachusetts. And it was what they called the factory model school. I'm not even joking. That is what it was called as the factory model school. And the processes used within it were modeled after an actual factory. It's kind of like a conveyor belt. And that's what we have today. We know them as grades, right? You know, all the kids of a certain age get on the conveyor belt and they move through first, second, third, fourth, all the way through. It hasn't always been that way. We think this is how school has always been. It hasn't been. 
And they did this because they had a goal of copying this Prussian system that was designed to create good followers. And you can't have good followers if people know how to think. Guys, this is when critical thinking was removed from our education system. And it's one of those things that just, it is what it is. It is what it is. So, and I just want to say this, this is not an indictment against modern teachers. Okay. It's not, I have many family members and friends who are teachers and they do so because they want to have an impact. They love the students right now. Are all of them great? No, of course not. That's not how it goes anywhere. This isn't their fault. The system was designed to produce a certain outcome. And one of the casualties and one of the consequences of this design system is that we're just not taught how to think. So we are not learning the tools of how to think because at some point it was decided that it was more important that people be easier to control and you can't control people and they know how to think. Um, I thought it was really fascinating. I recently heard an interview uh, with Yaomi Park. She was, as a young girl, um, she escaped from North Korea. And I mean, it's an amazing story. If you ever have a chance, go look her up and you know, listen to her story. She and her mom escaped to uh, communist China, and then they were able to get out and made their way to South Korea and uh, eventually to the United States. And here she was studying at Columbia University, one of the highest education, you know, uh, schools here in the U.S. And she said that she did not have one single professor at Columbia University who challenged her on how to think. Instead, they all just told her what to think from their own particular flavor of whatever their viewpoint was. And she said it felt just like being back in North Korea. And I thought, wow, we have come, we have come full circle, right? As to now our education system values teaching you what to think rather than teaching you how. So here's the deal. All of that to be said is this. It's your responsibility to learn these skills. I didn't, like I said, I didn't learn how to cook in school, so I had to take responsibility to learn how to cook and learn it myself. In the same way, you're going to have to take responsibility to learn how to think well. That's what this podcast is all about, and hopefully we can do it in a fun way um, so that you can enjoy it. So one more thing I need to tell you before we dive in, and I'll tell you that in the next episode. I'm going to tell you about the two enemies of good thinking so you can be sure to be aware of them and hopefully avoid them when we dive into the fallacies. Remember, when you learn how to think, you will no longer fall prey to those who are trying to tell you what they want you to think. And it all starts with asking one simple question. Is that really true? I would love to hear from you. Do you have questions about fallacies and cognitive biases? Are you now starting to see and hear them everywhere around you too? Well, send them in. They just might get featured on the podcast. You can email them to me at think at filter it through a brain cell.com or you can connect with me on Instagram at filter it through a brain cell. And if you want to be notified about when new episodes come out and all the things that we're doing, go to www.filter it through a brain cell.com and sign up to receive email updates. I would love it if you would help us on our mission to teach society how to think well. Please subscribe, leave us a review, and share this podcast with people in your life.